Well, days now since a damning report came out about BC Housing and its relationship with nonprofit housing provider Atira, and still no response from that organization. The CEO of Atira, Janice Abbott, has certainly fielded a lot of media requests, but has remained silent. Now, the board of Atira says they've done nothing wrong. They don't think a change in leadership is needed. Now, this is despite knowing that the organization was circumventing BC housing rules to get money and using money not the way it was supposed to be used. The provincial government has said they believe change is needed, but is there any power to make any of that change happen? And if there is, will they use it? Well, joining us now to give us an update on the situation is Ravi Kailan, BC's Minister of Housing. Thank you for joining us. Good morning, Simi. Thanks for having me. Are you disappointed with what you've heard so far from Atira? Well, I'm disappointed that they're not taking uh, the report as uh, serious as certainly we are and as, as the public would like them to. Uh, you know, the response that came from their CEO that she hadn't read the report yet was uh, just um, shocking, uh, given that this is huge and that they've had it for, you know, over three weeks already. Okay, so what are the next steps? Like, what can the government do here? Well, we've already started the next steps. Uh, we laid out to them in, in writing uh, what the next steps would be, which is uh, in, individual inspections on every one of their sites has uh, already begun. Uh, no new funding will go to them. And in fact, uh, we'll be auditing uh, their uh, operations to ensure that every penny that we've given to them has been spent at the and, and gone to the right places that it was supposed to go to. And so all those things are going to happen. Uh, and uh, we made that clear to them. Okay, but what if what if there's still no adequate response then? Does that relationship just stay like that? Like they just don't get anything new and that's it? Uh, well, uh, you know, when their contracts come up for renewal, uh, then we'll be looking at seeing what other providers can step up and, and fill that space. Uh, but the, the challenge we have is, we want to make sure that, uh, obviously, uh, every dollar is spent in the right way. That's what the audit will do. But we want to ensure also that the people they're serving, the most vulnerable, have the supports they need. And if we can find other not-for-profits that can come into that space, that's what we'll be doing. So will the government be putting, uh, like, a government appointee on a TIRA's board as requested? Well, we have requested it. They are arm's length away. So we have requested that they allow... Uh, one uh, representative so that we can see uh, what actions they're taking. Um, my hope is they take us up on that, but really my belief is that uh, they need some change uh, on the leadership front, uh, and that's what we'll be pushing them on. Okay, and so they've had no like further communication, not even with the government on this? Uh, I'm not aware uh, directly of what any communication they may have had since the report came out. Uh, most of their communication would be uh, with the chair of BC Housing. Uh, and so my understanding is that uh, a letter was sent to them. They had replied uh, in a letter, uh, but beyond that, I'm not sure. Okay, and what is the deal with this third report into BC Housing that was mentioned yesterday? Like, how many reports have been done here? Well, and that's not uh, any breaking news. The Premier said that in question period last year that he had a preliminary report from uh, the Office of the Controller General. But uh, the Office of the Controller General himself said, hey, listen, this hasn't been done on a forensic level. Uh, we don't have the uh, evidence at this point to directly point at any individual. And releasing that information would open up the province for huge liability. And so at that point, the premier said, okay, this needs to be done in a way that can be defendable. And that's where the forensic audit 
uh, started uh, from that preliminary report. So it was uh, it was uh, a preliminary in that sense, and and uh, and the forensic audit obviously has all the details uh, with uh, supporting evidence. So does this mean like does this make you want to kind of rethink the relationship here? With the nonprofit sector, like, will there be more rules put in place? Are you essentially looking at other relationships? Well, the the EOI report, uh, the first one, actually looked at the BC housing as a whole, and the only place they found discrepancies was here between the former CEO and, of course, um, the uh, the CEO of Vitera, uh, breaking conflict of interest rules. So that's why the investigation, the forensic investigation, happened the way it did. There was no other findings of any other not-for-profits. And I think it's important to point at this point, our not-for-profit sector does amazing work working with some of the most vulnerable people. Uh, and we really, really value their partnership. Uh, and at this point, nothing has been. Now, uh, the, one of the recommendations from EY was to put better for financial oversight measures from, for all the not-for-profits. And we've been meeting with them for the last few months saying, okay, how do we do that? How do we ensure that we have systems to make it easier for them to provide more um, uh, um, often uh, data to us about how their operations are running. And and we're going to have that by spring this uh, coming year. Okay, so there will be like a new set of rules under which everyone will operate. Yeah, I think that uh, is, uh, you know, the the suggestion that came from UI. That's a good one. I think that uh, it's important for us to continue to uh, evolve, make sure that we're using best practices. And uh, and I think that will make the organization even better. Okay, what about getting money back from Atira? I know there was a couple of million dollars where BC Housing said, we don't like the way you spent this money. That's not what we intended, and we would like it back. What, what, are, what is the ability to get money back from them? Well, the, uh, you're correct. It was uh, $1.9 million that was given for one purpose, but according to the report, was used for a different purpose. And so uh, what we have said to them is we, we are going to get that money back. Uh, they uh, say that... Uh, Someone, some staff person told them they could use it for different purposes, uh, but that is not the, the uh, legal understanding for BC Housing. So uh, we are taking steps right now. They're reviewing all their options, and, and we will get that money back for the, the taxpayers. Okay, and what do you say as well, Minister, to, to British Columbians who are reading about this story, obviously, and they're going, like, what is really going on? How did we get into this mess? Well, we got into this because when the Premier became the Minister Responsible for Housing, he saw something that was happening that was inappropriate. And, uh, and so within three months, he had a, a EY come in and uh, they did a preliminary report. They found additional information and said, hey, this requires further investigation. And that's the report we have in front of us. And, you know, the premier has got a history of coming in and seeing something wrong and taking action. And that's that's what's happened. And, you know, I think it's fair for people to say if this has been an issue that's been raised uh, since 2012, why did it take for now? For something to get done and i and that one's a tough one to answer we know there's media reports about this issue in 2012 uh, global actually broke a story that uh, in 2015 the previous government was handed a report saying there are some serious things happening here you must do something nothing happened and uh, and here we are in 2023 now the good news is uh, it's exposed uh, we made the report public uh, and with that comes recommendations uh, and, and now we can, uh, you know, take on those recommendations and move forward in a good way. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thanks for having me, Kimmy. Stay safe.